0: Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Tuesday, February 13th. I'm Jonathan All. Local opposition to wind and solar energy projects is on the rise. But now local governments in some states are being told their ability to say no to wind and solar farms is limited.
1: You are going to vote for this or else you subject the county to lawsuits that would break the county.
0: The conflict between those who don't want big wind and solar farms in their backyard and state officials who say it's too important to turn down. That's coming up on The Gateway. A newborn baby was saved after being surrendered at a fire station in Melville last week. St. Louis Public Radio's Lucretia Wembley has more. A Melville fire station in South St. Louis made history in August by becoming the first place in Missouri to install a Safe Haven baby box. It's a place where parents can safely and anonymously surrender their babies if they can't care for the child. Last week, for the first time, a newborn baby girl was left inside the box. Safe Haven founder and CEO Monica Kelsey says it was a brave act. She's basically saying I want what's best for my child and it's not me. And that's heroic, but it's not without pain. We may never know her story. We may never know what led her here. But what we do know is that she kept her child safe. She loved this child. Melville Fire Chief Brian Hendricks says a new box location is in the works nearby and may be completed by the end of next year. I'm Lucretia Wembley, St. Louis Public Radio. The once top aide to former Illinois House Speaker Michael Madigan has been sentenced to two and a half years in federal prison. Tim Mapes, who spent more than two decades working for Madigan, was sentenced yesterday in Chicago. A jury convicted Mapes in August on on one count each of perjury and obstruction of justice for lying to a grand jury investigating Madigan's inner circle. Madigan has since been indicted on bribery and racketeering charges and awaits his own trial in October. Some Illinois lawmakers say this is the year they'll approve a statewide child tax credit Alex Stegman reports. The latest proposal would offer families $300 per child if they make less than the state's median household income. That's $50,000 a year for a single parent and up to 75000 for a married couple. Democratic State Senator Omar Aquino says that amount of money can make a huge difference. That is
1: money that's going directly into people's pockets that they get to decide how they want to utilize it. And studies show they spend it right in their communities.
0: A different bill sets the amount at $700 per child But advocates say they need to pass a child tax credit soon, and the smaller amount is more palatable given state budget pressures. I'm Alex Degman. Illinois Republicans are hoping, again, that they're not entirely shut out of this year's state budget process. House Minority Leader Tony McComey says they want to see a balanced budget based on valid revenue estimates. House Republicans are not the party of no. We want to be the party to offer solutions. We are offering solutions in every avenue that we can, and every topic that we can, and that we ask to be a part of that. Governor J.B. Pritzker is set to give his combined state of the state and budget address. Politico reports Pritzker, Democratic leaders, and the House's new budget director met at the governor's mansion for dinner last week. Republicans weren't there, but a Pritzker spokesperson says the governor has hosted GOP lawmakers at the mansion this year. Officials at Southern Illinois University in Carbondale are preparing for students, scientists, and space enthusiasts from around the country to travel to the region to witness a total solar eclipse. St. Louis Public Radio Sarah Fenton reports the university will serve as a base for science experiments and research labs during the April 8th event. The eclipse offers researchers a rare chance to study facets of the sun and the Earth's environment they normally can't see. Scientists will share their findings, and people will set up weather balloons to study atmospheric conditions and equipment to capture pictures of the sun. Bob Baer is a researcher at SIUC and co-chair of the Southern Illinois Eclipse Steering Committee. He says collecting data is valuable, but the eclipse also offers everyone a chance to see science in action.
1: Those discoveries that we make sometimes, no matter how big they are, they
0: don't really top those in-person experiences that people have, the human side of the eclipse. The total eclipse will travel in a path just south of St. Louis. Those in the metro area will see a partial eclipse. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio. Wind and solar projects are popping up in more places across the Midwest, but so is opposition. Several counties, townships, and towns, including some in Missouri and Illinois, have restricted the construction of big wind turbines and solar panels. But as Harvest Public Media's Jim Meadows reports, two Midwestern states, Illinois and Michigan, recently passed laws making it hard for local governments to say no to green projects.
1: The farmland out where Jerry Edwards lives in northern Pyatt County, Illinois, is flat enough that he can point a mile to the north, where a wind farm will soon be installed. There will be a tower the size of the gateway arch back this way in where the cover crop is. And then in the field just east of it, I mean, we can walk out to the road and see, there will be a, a second. The Paya County Board voted down the project in March of last year, then seven months later, they approved it. Edwards, who was the county board's vice chairman, voted no both times. He says other board members changed their no votes to yes, because of a new Illinois law. It set statewide standards for wind and solar projects. In Piant County, officials worried saying no to this wind farm could lead to a costly legal battle. In a nutshell, the governor, the speaker of the House, and the head of the Senate basically had a gun held to their head saying, you are going to vote for this, or else you subject the county to lawsuits that would break the county. Opponents of the wind farms say their eyesores create noise and light problems, as well as potential environmental issues once the turbines wear out. But the state of Illinois needs more wind farms and solar farms to meet its goal of 100 percent clean energy by 2050. That's according to Northern Illinois University law professor Sarah Fox, whose specialty is environmental law and land use. If you have local
0: governments around the state unwilling to commit to wind and solar and other things, then Illinois is not going to be able to get to those renewable energy goals that it has set.
1: Wind and solar farms are built on sites leased by willing landowners, but local opposition has been growing year by year, according to the Sabin Center for Climate Change Law at Columbia University in New York. It counted nearly 300 projects that have faced serious opposition across the U.S. as of last year and more than 220 local governments and six states that either restrict or ban them outright. Matthew Isenson authored the center's report last year.
0: I think this is largely due to the fact that developers are proposing projects in new areas and the local restrictions are often a reaction to, you know, a specific project proposal.
1: In Michigan, voters in several townships in Montcalm County not only rejected projects, but recalled township officials who supported them. Then last November, the governor signed Michigan's Clean Energy Future Package into law. It includes limits on townships' ability to say no to wind and solar projects. Supporters say that's a good move for the state's environment and economy. But there's an effort in Michigan to overturn those limits through a state referendum. Retired school teacher Norm Stevens is gathering signatures. The state's plans of 100 percent renewable energy and takeover of local control of that zoning is a classic case of government overreach. And they aren't realistic and nor are they achievable. Despite pushback, the number of U.S. wind and solar facilities has grown as costs have fallen. Jeff Danielson is with the Clean Grid Alliance, which advocates for renewable energy in the Midwest. He says acceptance of green projects will come in time. But it will come with some discussion, some conflict, and a reconciling of of folks' preferences along the way. We should embrace that because we get to do it in a democratic setting, and that I think should be everybody's goal. But in rural areas of Illinois and Michigan, some residents resent that state law is overriding local authority over wind and solar farms. For Harvest Public Media, I'm Jim Meadows.
0: Harvest Public Media is a collaboration of public media newsrooms in the Midwest and Great Plains, including STLPO. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur.